This is 88.5 WFDD Public Radio for the Piedmont. I'm David Ford. For generations, the city of Winston-Salem has taken great pride in supporting the arts. So, news of last year's $350,000 fundraising shortfall by the Arts Council came as a jolt to many, especially the groups that rely on its support the most. And, given the relative strength of the economy, questions remain in the community. Did the council do all it could to meet its fundraising goals? Does the multi-million dollar Milton Road Center, built in 2010, continue to drain the council's coffers? I spoke with Arts Council President Jim Sparrow. He says the days of local corporations giving big money to arts institutions are gone, forcing the council, artists, and the Milton Road Center to develop new models. I think this building was a really smart move towards the beginning of thinking about creation of place as opposed to just institutions. And the Milton Road Center and and what it represents, I think, was not fully realized. Yes, we put a lot of money into this building and there was a lot of investment in that. But that money was really, in many cases, a stretch. It was one-time money. It didn't take away from annual operating. And part of the challenge we had when I got here was there was some concern that we were operating it in a way that we were uh, having to put a lot of contributor income on to keep it break even. That's no longer the case. We changed the operating model pretty significantly. And we've been working basically at a break even for the last year. I have been slowly getting there. What it doesn't do yet is actually creating a true cultural center. We have four or five groups here. We have performing arts center types of amenities in terms of having more than just the Haynes Brands Theater but multiple theaters, flexible space, and then various other things that happen in and around this building all the time. That is really, I think, what the engine could be. And it's also part of how we operate going forward in a sustainable manner. What's holding it back in that regard in terms of capacity and multiple theater groups, that sort of thing? I think largely because the Milton Road Center was set up instead of a resident series of companies and a resident type of operating model, it was more of an event-based, almost like a roadshow kind of situation. Um, We have a tremendous amount of events here. While we still are going to have events, I see us as a cultural center and flipping to a model that is, is active with culture all the time. Part of that, too, is having resident companies here that are not only here for the performances, but are here operating in ways that allow for a little more collaboration and a little more bringing the community in. Um, I think the models that I've used as examples, it's a community center with a cultural sort of mindset so that you have operation in a way that it's active all the time, not just during the events. Those large institutions who were used to tens of thousands of dollars more in their the monies that they were being given 20 years ago, now facing a different reality today. I think the model we talked about was really created in the 50s, 60s, and 70s around a series of larger traditional institutions. Those institutions um, were really the bedrock at that particular time and still are in many ways the bedrock of what you see as a cultural community. The cutbacks have, of course, been difficult for them because a large portion of their reliance on, on operating support comes from these traditional models. But I think one of the things about this is this is something everyone to some degree has seen coming because it's not just our challenges, but a lot of the changes in terms of sponsorship or the access question about bringing more to the community in, in non-traditional ways. Now there's a shift in what, what's coming of it. There are three focus areas that we've talked about. One is sustainability, which we've talked about with the traditional institutions. How do we sustain those? There's two others, education and access. How do we do more for more people? How do we get more people engaged? And the other is sort of being a city that prides itself on being an artistic city, and how do we look like that? 
one of the key ways of doing that is making sure that more people have access in ways that are not just a traditional dog and pony show, but a way that they really engage. We've had some great success um, with very small amounts of money, but taking it in places and giving people opportunities that wouldn't have traditionally had that opportunity. Um, it's really to sort of say, you know, an infusion of $500 with a one-page quick little application without a lot of bureaucracy can have really impressive things happen if they're uh, allowed to. And that's really one of the things that we've, we've sort of experimented with. What's, the, what's an example of a mini-grant program that you thought went, went very well? Sure. One that I'm particularly proud of was this beautiful mural that told the history of this area over in East Winston that was on the side of this store. But that same street at the same time, the VA was uh, refurbishing a series of about seven or eight houses that were in these beautiful colors that were for veterans who didn't have homes. And the community was also out having a picnic. It was bringing everybody together. It was a small investment. And it's one of those things where that small investment, along with what was going on with the VA and the, and the city's investment with the veterans, it really showed how much impact you can have when you see those dollars leveraging community. Arts coming together, helping, all of those things are out of the same sort of mindset of building community. Arts Council of Winston-Salem and Forsyth County President Jim Sparrow spoke with me from the Milton Road Center in downtown Winston-Salem. For WFDD News, I'm David Ford.